Welcome back to Tits and Teeth with Jen and Kai. We are the podcast all about musical theater banter with beverages. And this week, we've added waffles. <laughs> Our guest today is the ever-positive, always-wonderful Stefan Dixon. We recorded with Stefan in the morning, so we drank mimosas, obviously. The wonderful Brent Thiessen made waffles, and Stefan brought some dope pastries. Our guests get the five-star treatment here at Tits and Teeth. Just saying. <laughs> Through lots of laughs, we chat with Stefan about making theater absolutely inclusive, about how he's establishing himself as a choreographer, and the classic Stefan Dixon philosophy, just say yes and. <laughs> Enjoy this awesome interview with Stefan. But as always, it's time for the Tops and Tales of the Week with Jen and Kai. <laughs> it's the Tops and Tales Jan and Kyla. Oh my God. Good morning, Kyla. Good morning, Jen. <laughs> so, this Tits and Teeth episode is an early morning edition. Um, right. You know, we're just having some breakfast and we might start the day with some mimosas, but it's nice <laughs> and early in Toronto on a Monday, which means it's even earlier. In Regina. It's not not 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> it's not not my day off, and I'm not not hungover. <laughs> and you certainly um, didn't just get up now. We've had to be on a little bit earlier this morning to make sure that we have all the technolo oh, yeah. technological stuff running smoothly and operating correctly, so... Don't you like... fucking worry. Jen is on it. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm so sorry, mate. But oh, here no, we are. I love it. Love it. it. Loves an early morning episode of Tits and Teeth. Great. How was your week? Jen, my week was good. My week was full. It was, there was some good and some bad. I'm going to start with my tale this week. Okay. My tale this week was that, and it happened last night as I was walking home, we got out of the bar and we were like, <gasps> It's snowing. Like oh, it's no. full. It snowed. It full snowed last night. And I knew like we knew it was coming and I've been like scared to look out the window. It didn't really settle. I can still see it like in some of the flower beds or whatever. Like it snowed. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Well, it's, it's still pretty. It's like really it's very full in Toronto right now. Yeah, we skipped fall. We skipped fall. <laughs> okay, Jen, Jen. Yes. What's your my top, baby? Top, my top is that we are officially done rehearsals. Like, it was a long week, but, and like, I, you know, DCN, you got to run those understudy rehearsals with our beautiful stage manager. And How did it go? It, all, it was great. Everybody knew their shit. Everyone was right on the money. Good. But it's just tiring to... Um, right after tech week, do another week of extra shows and extra rehearsals. So we are officially done that. And that feels, we, this is our first real week and it feels pretty gosh darn great. Uh, well, congratulations to you and the cast of Mamma Mia in Regina. Yes, uh, yes, yes. You did it. Yes. Congratulations to us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's why it's well. Tell me about your tops and tails. I'm going to start with my tops. 
Okay. Positive first. Um, tops is we are um, we're in rehearsals uh, for Man of La Mancha for Drayton Entertainment, as you know, mm-hmm. which means we're rehearsing in Cambridge, which means that I live, get to live at 19 Ellis Ave, which is yes. Sarah Matten's place. <laughs> you may recall Sarah Matten from such podcasts, Tits and Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's nice. It's nice to be at Matten's place. It's nice to, um, yeah, that's my tops, you know? So I've that's learned a nice. few things at 19 Ellis, um, a few Always. Canadian things. Yeah. That um, I learned about tomato sauce chips. No, wait, you like, don't call them that. Ketchup chips. Sorry. Ketchup chips. <laughs> Sorry. I went full Aussie. Yeah, but I was like, tomato <laughs> sauce. sauce. Okay. So chips. we don't call it ketchup. We call it tomato sauce. And so I learn about your chips, <laughs> your ketchup chips. Uh, oh. they're, they're, they're fun. Oh, my God. Only now you're learning about ketchup chips? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I maybe walked past them in the, in the grocery aisle, but I was like, that's strange. And I kept Are walking. You, what was I doing with you all that time I saw you and I haven't shown you ketchup chips? I don't know, frankly. Dropping the ball. And then the other thing that, I, that I'd like to teach you, I think, is an Australian oh. thing. What do you call scotch tape? It's scotch, just scotch tape? Yeah, okay, you guys call it scotch tape. To us, that's sticky tape. <laughs> And so I was asking Sarah, because I was like putting notes together and whatever. I was like, mate, you got any sticky tape? And she was like, I don't know what you're saying. So sticky tape, it's a real thing. It makes sense. It's like, you know, you, when you guys call a vacuum a hoover, it's still a vacuum. Okay. Originally yeah. it was a, vac- a vacuum. So originally your scotch tape is sticky tape. Now, you know, uh- Okay, baby. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm literally trying to put that together. I'm like, is it? Because I understand, like, no, a tissue. Like, is Kleenex. the brand. Yeah, Kleenex is the brand, and the tissue is the tissue. Yeah. Is it sticky tape or is it just tape? That's the thing. I'm like, is it just, is it? Would the original be tape? I understand. I understand. <laughs> I don't know. Write to us. I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that in there. write to us oh my god write to us about the tape oh my god please somebody write to us about the tape please okay my tales this old chestnut the old uh, brett kavanaugh trial going on in the United oh States. you your tales are full like i go personal day to day and you're like we're talking about life tales. no that's <laughs> yeah. a real that's a real life tale that's uh, a- okay so i mean i guess by the time this episode comes out we will have found out the result of this well it's not even a trial that's just what they're it's just a hearing <laughs> yes it's the hearing so Anyway, um, you know, the USA just needs to do a little bit better. So let's just send a little bit of love. Hey, you know, it's one of the highest positions that you can you can have there. And a fucking Supreme Court judge. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very important. And they make a lot of decisions for a lot of women and a lot of people. And I think that they just need to do better. (laughs) You know? Yeah. You're right. And I know, you know that the allegations were from over 30 years ago, but they are serious allegations. And part of, you know, part of this, something that I learned about this week is part of the yeah. healing process from somebody who's gone through something like this, a sexual assault or, or um, any of those kind of horrific experiences, yeah. the omission of guilt 
Um, so when uh, an offender comes back to you afterwards and says mm -hmm. either I'm sorry or, or takes responsibility, it makes mm -hmm. a huge difference for that person's healing process because, um, you know, when something like that happens, there's a lot of guilt involved. And so you end up putting that guilt on yourself. So when somebody mm -hmm. comes forward and says, no, that was me, I did that, I'm sorry, I was wrong, it allows yeah. in some cases, I'm not saying in all cases, but it allows allows a better path to recovery yeah well 100 percent. and so she, like yeah. obviously yeah and so even though she has you know she's a doctor she she has had a, a good life she did say that this stuff affected her relationships and all sorts of um different things in her own personal life so it's just it's it's just a uh, something that we're constantly going through and it reminds me of ann pornell's episode where mm -hmm. she was um talking about the um, Gianco Meshi case yeah, and yeah, how she and wrote a show, Come What, or she had something to do with the writing of Come What Mayhem, which was basically a little girl telling her teacher something happened oh, yeah. to me and the teacher didn't believe her, but as um, a way to prepare her for life ahead. Yeah. And I just hope that we're moving forward and, and getting better and... And, you know, listening to each other, that's all. Well, you and I will do our part. Yeah, yeah we're we'll trying our best here. And, um, yeah. yeah, and I, I know, obviously, with that one, there are different thoughts and opinions, and there's so much information on all the different sides. But, I mean, that's my take on it. Yeah. And I want us to do better. And, and yeah, and so when you write us about the sticky tape, like <laughs> also write mention. us about doing better. Yeah, you can mention this as well. <laughs> All right, Kai. Well, I just got a text from Stefan. He's here. Oh my god, he's here for for waffles and mimosas. Yeah, we're gonna have waffles and mimosas, so it's gonna be great. So, I love it. um, so good tops and tails. High five, air high five. Woo! Ready? seconds of the godfather who's the godfather jen and kai are the godfather what are we doing we're asking Stefan dixon 60 second questions and we're gonna do it so fast we're gonna be so good gonna be so <laughs> 60 seconds has never been so fast oh god it's time for 60 seconds with a godfather 60 seconds with a godfather not 20 not 30 not 40 not 50 it's 60 seconds with a godfather <laughs> Peanut butter and jam or peanut butter and banana? Peanut butter and jam. Michael Jackson or Bruno Mars? Michael Jackson. Ooh. Do you have a hairy bum? Yes. Gray sweatpants and a hat or gray sweatpants and a hat? Gray sweatpants and a hat. <laughs> What's and a hat? your car's name? Oh, uh, the silver bullet. Who was your high school crush? Like in school? or yeah. oh, In school? Uh, school Catherine. Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers? Ninja Turtles. What do you take in your coffee? Sh one sugar. And what did you take in your coffee this morning? Bailey's baby. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> what is Jen and Kai's number one rule? Uh. <laughs> 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 Wieners forward? No. <laughs> I was saying don't be a dickhead. Don't be a dickhead. Okay, uh, favorite style of dance? Oh, uh, hip-hop jazz. What are you jamming out to right now? I'm sorry, I stole the last question, Kai. I didn't hear the question. <laughs> what are you jamming out to right now? Oh, Bruno Mars' is perm. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> good, good, good. Nice. Sorry. Woo! <laughs> we 
did it. Um, <laughs> so the answer was, what is the number one rule of Tits and Teeth podcast? It is, now you can tell the people. Don't be a dickhead. Yes. <laughs> you I should have seen the gesture like... that was happening. I was like, wieners forward. <laughs> also known as wieners forward. Very strong start, friends. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. We're here with Stefan Nixon. We're excited. We are jazzed. We are jazzed. It's, once again, it's a little earlier in Regina. So good. <laughs> I know we had to get up early to make sure that this brunch episode was a full My nasal tone is not there right now because <laughs> I had too much whiskey. Kyla had whiskey last <laughs> Big night. Big surprise, everyone. <laughs> oh, I had whiskey. <laughs> I like it a lot. Let's talk to Stefan. Hi. Hi, friend. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? So good. So good. I'm super pumped to be here. Yes. Well, good. Congratulations. You made it. I made it. Now that you're on tits and teeth. You made it. You've made it, man. Skyrocketing. Yeah. <laughs> like it can only go up from here, that only kind up. of skyrocketing. Yep. That kind of skyrocketing, yeah. <laughs> this is for Michael Hughes. Hi, Michael Hughes. You need to tell us because it tells so much about you and your personality. Your favorite musical and your dream role. It's a tough tie because, like, of course, as a dancer, West Side Story is, you know, is the dream. It's such a beautiful show. No-brainer, actually, I'd say, but but as you will. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Like, oh, man, that choreography. Uh, Perfection. Yeah. Yeah, He took two and a half years to make that choreography. And it shows and it's perfect it's just oh it's so unbelievable um but then also a musical that really spoke to me and and kind of changed my uh my perspective on musical theater was in the heights i was oh. actually oddly enough i was in I manchester knew you were gonna say oh, that. You put, you, yep. it's because he's wearing a manchester <laughs> shirt but he just pointed to his nipple i was like i was i was, I was in manchester <laughs> okay, but okay but, but it's because it, it, there's a symbol <laughs> off of manchester okay on uh, his shirt <laughs> what, but i was watching the tonys and um and uh whoopi goldberg was on stage and she said um this is Lynn manuel Miranda, and uh, yeah, just 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 do just do your in the heights thing, baby. Just do your thing, and and Lynn's like, oh, okay, and then he starts off with lights up on Washington, and he kicks into this whole thing, and I was like, what what is happening right now? What is happening? And then this whole number happens, and you've got these insane, insane dancers and and choreography and these transitions, telling the story. Everything's just moving, 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 and I was like, oh my gosh, like here we go. You know, yeah. this, 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 the next generation of musical theater and I want to be a part of it. Yeah. You know, finally all the, you know, learning all the Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson, Paula Abdul, uh, choreography and, yeah. um, you know, it, it, it's, you know, and doing it in your basement or, or MC Hammer is stuff that I, you know, watching Arsenio Hall and dancing with my sister, you know, we were, we were, we were being fly girls. Back yes, in the day. you uh, are that fly, girls. Was able to, fly uh, girls. To come together and be able to make that, uh, actually work in the area that I was working and um, be a part of that new movement. And I've been lucky enough to work on that show and, yeah. and uh, bring that other side of what I was training in uh, to musical theater. Nice. Nice. All right, Stefan, you legend. Hey. So you've been a busy boy and we're going to get into all of the wonderful things that you've been doing, but um, you're, 
your latest project as a choreographer. Where were you? What were you doing? Tell us about it. Uh, yeah, I was uh, in this place called Tweed, Ontario, working for this company, Tweed & Co., with the artistic director, T Tim Porter. G'day, Tim! And Hi, Tim. Hi, yes. Tim. Who's currently in our Man of La Mancha. Oh, yes. <laughs> he is like a champ. Like he a is. champ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I was choreographer on their original mu uh, musical, Alec Bell, a Canadian rock musical. Yeah. That sounds freaking awesome. Tell yeah. me about it. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's, it's actually really awesome. It's a telling of the uh, story of Alec Bell and the invention of the telephone. Mm -hmm. And there's uh, the... Uh, first act is, you know, he, uh, a little bit of a backstory of his, his upbringing and uh, his uh, journey to inventing to inventing the telephone. But there's also a lot of controversy that is thrown in because we don't really know if he was the actual or actually the first person to uh, file for a patent and all this stuff. So that gets built in there. And um, it's a who won the race, who was there right. first. And uh -huh. the audience kind of gets caught up in it, which we hope. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it, the other cool element to it is... The cast, super talented people. Uh, they are all the. They are some of them are multiple characters, mm -hmm. uh, and they are also singing all the songs, which are all Canadian pop songs. Oh, cool! Yeah, pop and rock songs. So yeah. you've got things like Avril Lavigne. You've got things like BTO, cool. um, Alanis Morissette, all that kind of stuff through there. Um, and then you have, uh, and they also play all of their own instruments, but also are switching them. Uh, we have people who play the guitar, the bass, the accordion, oh, the drums. Uh, we have a grand piano on the on the stage, and they all switch up. Like even in mid song, we'll have like choreographed a situation where somebody's playing the piano, and then they flip out to do some choreography, and somebody else slips in and just takes over. And that was so much fun to build in. Like, yeah, you know, you have like wicked energy and like these cool chords happening. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, Aiden DeSalis is like jumping to the front and he's dancing his face off and somebody just slips in and is is, is taking over the keys. It's so. the new thing in musical theater. Yeah, it used like, to be a triple threat. Now you have to be a quadruple threat. You have to play an <laughs> instrument as well. And so many shows are doing that. They're hiring yeah. um, specifically people who play instruments yeah. for the roles. It's freaking cool. We'll have to talk to Tim mm -hmm. at some point. Alex, and uh, um, and see what the audition process was like because it sounds like you need people who are legit playing, um, you know, instruments very well. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yes, definitely. And uh, if not, like, yes, you have to be uh, very versatile. But we also had people who were kind like new an instrument, like they had played it a bit, but they mm -hmm. had to step up their game and it was just oh, constant sure. practicing. And it was so cool to see them all just constantly like we yeah. no one ever stopped we started at 10 o'clock in in the morning and everybody was just going somebody was doing something at all times uh and it was really great to for me the the great challenge was building choreography on that movement yeah because yeah, i guess stuff. like shows like one so yeah. whatever that's a lot of choreography around instruments yeah yeah and cool. uh, just building uh, challenging that because you lose the upper body in a lot of situations, right? Like you have totally. uh, somebody's playing a viola and then you yeah. have somebody's playing a bass guitar, uh, electric guitar, acoustic guitar, and that's half your cast. Hmm. And they're all in the number and singing solos and stuff. So you have to bring them, you have to bring them to feature. And so it was a lot of learning some fun, fancy footwork, um, cool transitions through formations and oh. maintaining that energy uh, throughout. And also I'm big on storytelling, so being able to maintain that story through uh, through the movement and the uh, musicianship. So that was really a lot of fun. Yes! <laughs> Seven! Yeah! It's so cool. 
that's a new way to think about it. Like, um, sorry, uh, like a new way to choreograph. And then that's fun. That's, that's totally, you're like, yeah, let's throw something different in there. And your brain all of a sudden will be like, Oh yeah. Like that's cool. Yeah. Dive right into the deep end. Both feet. Yes. Yes. Both feet in. I love it. And then, um, you were telling us as well, um, that one of your leading players was actually deaf. Yes. Uh, our leading lady, uh, Cassie, she plays Mabel Bell, and mm-hmm. she is actually an actress who is uh, who is deaf. Uh, she is first of all, what? Yeah. So cool, so cool that that uh, like I don't know how Tim found her, and like so cool that that's being incorporated into theater and huh. like jazz. Keep going. Yes. Oh no, she's she's a force of nature. She mm-hmm. is. Uh, she brought such a great element to the show itself. I think Tim in their uh, in their original submission, uh, you know, casting, they did ask t- uh, if there were any actors out there that um, were deaf or you know hard of hearing and uh, are all, well, you know we're open to anybody coming in auditioning. And Cassie saw it and you know took a chance and uh, she she came in. She, oh man, blew us all away. She I, I did you you honestly could not tell. Um, I, I showed so up. she doesn't have a speech impediment when she's no nope, she's okay. very she's very clear um, she's very focused she she's amazing at reading lips yeah and she oh, is fluent, yeah and she's fluent in sign language and she but she's like really she's super comfortable and super adaptable and she really really works uh, works with you in the situation like yeah. she doesn't make you like I at first I was like I'm I'm not really sure how to approach this and day one. Like I met her and I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna be fine. She was so like, what was some of the challenges that you guys faced with that, and then how did you uh, kind of overcome them? Counting Cassie in to um, to numbers was something that we were a little bit nervous about. Yeah, but we would strategically place everybody throughout uh, throughout the numbers for her to be able to see our music director and he who was also in the cast. Yeah, Um, and he (laughs) he would counter in, or sometimes we would even choreograph like a squeeze of the hand in the rhythm of what we were of what the song was and it would be like a one two three four she'd go and then she would be on and like not miss a beat and uh it was it was it was awesome to uh, to work with and then also she was so sweet in in giving us a little bit of backstory about mabel bell uh mabel bell never knew sign language she never learned sign language because uh alec was all about uh visible speech and um Sorry, I didn't know yeah. that. So Mabel Bell was deaf. Was deaf. Yes. Okay. Great. Yeah, she was deaf, and um, she and she never learned sign language. But there is a huge uh, culture. Uh, it, it, uh, sign language is a big thing in deaf culture. Mm-hmm. But um, with with Cassie's research, we found out that Mabel Bell did not know sign language. And okay. um, Alec was a his his method of working with the deaf was visible speech and yeah. uh, reading lips, reading and lips. Uh, learning how to speak and all this. But um, what Cassie was explaining to me about, because she's also fluent in uh, ASL and BSL, American Sign Language and, and British Sign Language. Okay. Uh, what Cassie was explaining to me was there's this whole world of deaf culture that Mabel didn't know. For Tim, he had this brilliant idea as to incorporating sign language into one of the dance numbers and have Mabel marvel at this beauty of this language that she never, ever knew. So we had it built in uh, Good Mother, uh, in, in one of our numbers where uh, Alec and Mabel first meet, and you see, and you watch them fall in love. Only problem was all of our cast members were playing instruments at the time, 
So yeah. we were like, oh, maybe we'll have to uh, put that aside. But I looked at him and I said, I can't let this go. I can't let it go. It's such a brilliant idea. So I went home that I'm night. I'm so glad because, yeah. yeah, that sounds stunning. Yeah. 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 And I was just like, I can't let it go and I'm not going to let this go. I'm going to read it. And so I went home that night and I read the script over and over and over and over. And I was going through every single thing. And uh, finally, it, it was right there in front of me. Okay, and, as uh, it usually as is, usually just is. always go back to so, the text. Kind of yeah. had that like slap the forehead moment, <laughs> but uh, I threw it. We found the moment of uh, we sang hallelujah when um, when Mabel and Alec get married, and it's a duet between the two of them, and their family is surrounding them, and it was one of the biggest commitments that they ever made. It was the next step uh, for the two of them, and they were committing to each other. So I felt that it would be a good time to show this world that Mabel didn't know. And at the end of it, she chooses Alec, right? She chooses to be with him and follow his methods and, and love him. Right. And uh, it was so beautiful. The cast, I, well, it was so interesting when I was about to teach it, I said, can I have all the cast on stage? Cause we're going to learn this sign language. Next thing I know, I have the sound designer, the costume designer, all the stage managers, Tim, our director, oh. uh, all out on stage. There's a photo on, on uh, Instagram, and I'll send it to you guys. Cool. Of uh, Cassie helping me teach uh, Hallelujah to the, to the entire group. And there's things in your career that, yeah. that stick with you. you know, yeah. we, and we all know this. And yeah. that was one of those moments where I'm like, I will never – ever forget this feeling and I thank them all for it and uh, I thank them now <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful I had the privilege of working with a deaf dancer on um, on cruise ships um, and it, he listened he always felt the um, the rhythm of the of the drummer yeah and that's how yeah. he but he was so good he was so talented that um, they always put him out in, in front <laughs> and so I, I will never forget this for as long as I live there was a, a Russian boy we're in uh, they we were the takeout cast of, uh, of a ship and so they flew us to Vegas we were rehearsing in Vegas and a Russian boy sticks his hand up and says I can't hear the music I can't hear the first beat and my dear friend Ben who was our deaf dancer turns around and um, and says if I can figure out the music you can figure out the music. Yes. Get it right. Yes. Follow me. It's a five, six, seven, eight. And this wonderful, talented, um, deaf dancer, Ben Turner, led all the male ensemble onto the stage because yes. yes. they couldn't figure it out. And he was like, five, six, seven, eight. Let me get Oh, but it's so, and uh, it's just so inspiring and oh gosh, so amazing. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm so glad that you, you oh. took a second to talk to us about that. Uh, we really appreciate pleasure. it. It was great to yeah. work in that. In that environment beautiful Stephen, yes darling you did your first season at stratford this year assisting and you swung and then you went and choreographed port hope little mermaid um yeah you were busy how did that all work how did you stay like and you're always happy and sane and positive and you were doing a million things all the time and spending so much time in your car and like bless <laughs> oh babe oh man it was it was uh it was a journey it was a journey but um first things first i have to thank uh both the capitol theater port hope and stratford festival yes. especially uh my leader donna fior who really pushed to keep me uh she wanted me to swing the show but she did not want me to give up little mermaid Ugh, and that's so cool. uh, that's uh, cool. they, yeah she really fought to 
uh, let me maintain that. So thank you so much, Donna. Thank you so much uh, to Antonio for understanding and everybody working that and and they did Stratford and uh, my agency and Capital Theater. They built this awesome schedule for me that was uh, that really helped keep me alive. Um, my and my two stage managers were just oh, they were my saviors. So uh, big hugs to them. But uh, that's yeah. amazing. Yes, cool. Yeah, that's really- I'm so glad that like that like. I mean, we're going to talk about pay and being a choreographer and all of that stuff afterwards, but um, just the fact that um, people were getting behind you in your career and and helping you make all of this stuff happen, and then when things come up, they obviously cared and really wanted you in to swing, so they wanted you on board with the show, but they recognized that you had other stuff going on, and and the fact that the two theaters were willing to work around it and, and figure it out is really cool. Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. That, that, it meant the world. does not always happen, yeah. yeah. Exactly, it doesn't always happen, and I was very, very fortunate to have that and have that support and love, even throughout the entire thing. Like, everyone was yeah. checking in on me constantly, and it was so sweet. So that's another thing why I was so happy and, um, wow. and uh, probably staying healthy because people were watching out for me. But then, like, in terms of workload, <laughs> like, when I assist, uh, like, if I'm uh, an assistant choreographer or I've done some stuff where I've uh, choreographed a show or whatever, uh, it is, it seems all-consuming. Like, that's all, yeah. like, I, it takes up a lot of hours of the day and then your stuff happens at rehearsals and then you might have to go back and rework it. So mm-hmm. how did you get that stuff done? Was that what your drives were for from Port Hope to? But then you got to maintain. God, nobody needs to crash. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then you got to stay healthy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tell us about it. It, it was, it was prep, 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 prep. Yeah. It was managing your time. Yeah, um, totally. That is know, old time it's management. time management. So it was uh, working on Music Man and working on Rocky and making sure that I gave it the love that it needed. Yeah. And... Um, you know, but I was also lucky in that sense that uh, Donna is unbelievable, but there's also Ann Bagley and Stephen Coda. Okay. Who, uh, Ann Bagley is the assistant director on Music Man, and Stephen Coda is the associate choreographer on Music Man and the assistant director and associate choreographer on Rocky. Yeah. So I, I had them watching my Steven. back, which was unbelievable. But uh, I always made sure that once the, both those Music Man and Rocky were in a good shape and, like, you know, I could, I could it was in the body – I would set, I would go home that night and I would spend, you know, I would just read Mermaid and then I would set ideas and, and build a skeleton and stuff. Because Mermaid's would, no joke. Like, no. There's a lot. There's of a lot. That whole show, there's huge production numbers in it. So oh, that's yeah. a yeah. lot of. So it was just, yeah, it was just, it was dedicating the time and, uh, and, and knowing that there was no bad ideas so thank goodness for technology as well you can videotape everything so there oh my are some, there's some interesting interesting you know on blapes but yeah it was a, it was a lot of time management and uh luckily i had great casts and good people to uh who were very honest and, and aware of the situation and and uh present so I was well i think that attitude goes a long way and and that's not necessarily just with the work but i mean in life just having you have such a positive demeanor and a positive outlook on life that I think that allows you just to, to keep on keeping <laughs> on. Yeah. And people want to help you then yeah. because like, because you're like, they know that you can do it and you're going to stay positive and you're going to do all your work. Like they want to help you oh, yeah. when you're not being a dickhead. Yes. When yeah. nobody's being a 
dickhead. They yes. love you. So then, Stefan, what's rule number one? Don't be a dickhead. Yes! <laughs> definitely. There it bloody is. Yeah. Definitely. No, definitely. So let's talk about pay then. Okay. So yeah. um, we've been talking a few times about pay. We're just bringing it up. They're going to change the rules because of us. I hope so. Hey. So. Yeah, just because of exactly what Kai said, we have been talking to um, a lot of choreographers and, and um, diff different people in the business. And so we've taken time to go back and have a look at the rates and the rule books and everything like that. And we realized that choreographers, you know, the sometimes it's not a lot of money that you're making. Right. And so in order to make it a sustainable uh, living, I think, A, it's fantastic that you were able to swing and be a choreographer yes. from that standpoint but at the same time it's it's a shame that you like it should be you should be able to be just a choreographer and get paid right. sufficiently like, for that right. in, or you know because you're creative yeah. and you're making art and we want to make that uh, like you know the best that it can possibly be of course so mm -hmm. what's your take on pay for a choreographer it's a full-time job it's a 24 7 job you do however many months of prep beforehand so that you are ready to go on day one and then day one starts and the the clock just goes and you've got to show up you got to know what you're doing you got to be and you've got to be open-minded as well like because i love to riff with my actors and my performers because you know sometimes people do something you know with what you've done or, or an idea and you're like oh that's really cool um mm -hmm. can we can we throw that in and it's so yeah. smart. I, yeah, because yeah, you're working with the people that you have in front yeah. of you. Yeah. So, but like your brain is constantly going, and it, and it is you know I w it would be lovely to be able to just do uh, to to do that because you can show it, you can give it the love, you can you can give it the time and uh, passion that you yeah. know that it deserves, mm -hmm. and um, you know at the same time you're you're comfortable. You know that the financial. Uh, aspect was a little bit better you know that you're in a comfortable space and you don't have that other thing weighing on your mind it, it definitely and you don't up. have to be a swing and a choreographer right. at the same time yes it's yes yeah, it's, it's one i uh, as both of you know i was uh, for a couple years i was still performing and choreographing at the same time and that was yes, just one of those when i actually jen you've experienced this i choreographed uh robin hood out at, at the capitol theater and I, I was working on it all the way until first preview when I had to leave and come and join you guys oh, when we Cambridge were, we and we do were Beauty doing Beauty and the Beast. So it was just one of those things just to, you know, like Jeez. did the first preview, piled into my car from Port Hope, Ontario and drove all the way to Cambridge to start the next morning. Yeah. Um, it was just one of those things uh, that you had to do, but... And you're so lucky because you're so you're so talented and you're able to divide your time so well and give each project, um, you know, it's 110% that it deserves. Um, but yeah, but the, at the same time, I just think that there's something to be said for uh, like, you know, having to jump back and forth and not just being able to be, okay, now I'm a, a, a choreographer and I can earn a sufficient living doing right. just this one thing. It's yeah. a crazy, interesting it is topic. Interesting. It is. <laughs> and, and I'm glad that, you know, uh, there are forums like this where we can, we can bring these things up and, and well, yes, uh, you know. literally like I had no idea. Yeah. I was like, obviously you're getting paid a sufficient amount. You are the choreographer of this show, you know, like in my head, it was like, totally, obviously like, I get paid and obviously you're getting paid like very well. Like it just didn't even occur right. to me. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, listen up, peeps. <laughs> it's a real year thing. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just think it's so important to foster the uh, like creative minds such as yourself, yeah. Stefan, and all of these other wonderful, beautiful, creative people. And and it makes me sad to think that something like um, a salary could drive out it's some perfect, of the. Yeah creative minds that we have or some people might um, be being a choreographer and having a life as that and realize that it's uh, not sufficient in terms of salary so then we lose those people whereas possibly if the pay was higher or it was you know or if they they were making more money then they could just focus on the art and art is so important and maybe possibly lose them to the states like yeah they yeah. go work where the money is right. and like we want to have the Canadian talent here but like I mean I get that obviously you're gonna go where the money is but like and what can foster your career but like we need to do that in Canada then too yeah just because you are your job is you're doing what you love doesn't mean that you shouldn't be compensated appropriately exactly, for it. exactly. that's like Great. I'm sure some people love being accountants. I'm sure they love oh, it. Yeah. They're also paid well to be an accountant. Oh, so yeah. pay me well to do what I love to do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, there's no, value. Exactly. There is value. There is there's immense value to what we do. And yes. I, I agree I agree wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. We didn't really get to talk about Stefan's yes and um, <laughs> attitude, oh, but, but my goodness. Right, right, Kai? Like what what doesn't he ever <laughs> She's nodding. I'm just nodding my head ferociously. And <laughs> yes, and, yes, and Stefan Dixon. It's yes, so good. Fitness and friendship and uh, community. Just like yes, and on all fronts, aren't you, Stefan? Oh, I love it. I love all the, the yes thing. and movement. He, he, yeah. Well, you are the yes and movement. You're like absolutely. You are literally improvs. Your improv. Uh, your impasse Just out of interest, how much do you think that your yes and attitude has um, positively attributed to your transition as a choreographer or even your work as a performer? How, how- I'm going to answer for you 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Question. Uh, yeah, no. Immensely. I, I, like I said, I love what I do. Um, this was, I'm, I didn't, when I grew up, I, I grew up in a family, we're, we're artsy and I, I saw shows and stuff, but it wasn't really something that I understood was an industry and, and yeah. a, 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 you could earn a living doing it. And so for me, <laughs> I, I kind of, why I, I yes and this is because I, I feel very lucky to be a part of this community and, and working in this community. So it's been so much fun to, you know, who knows what's going to happen. It's so unpredictable and, and uh, you know, you're, you're working with so many different characters and stuff. So why not just enjoy the ride and say, yeah, sure. Or, Hey, why not? And um, you know, I'm a big fan of, of, there's no bad, there's no bad questions. There's no bad ideas. Uh, so yeah, except you want to, I had to, answer. Yeah, like, uh, like, except for what I said, except for bad questions. Cause they're not, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you got to try it, right? You don't know unless you try. So sometimes you just got to say yes. Well, and, I think that's uh, imperative as a choreographer, just to be like, yeah. okay, it allows you the ability to make mistakes and have bad ideas but from that you know like from those ideas can't birth other amazing ones and you wouldn't have been able to get there without that little process so thank god for bad ideas you know oh yeah (laughs) cool do you have any advice 
<laughs> for any people coming up in the business. And now for you, particularly, that could be for young performers coming up. That could also be for young choreographers um, coming through. Whatever, whatever, totally. whatever speaks to you, speaks to us. Uh, yeah, I guess um, I, I've said it, but uh, ask the questions. Mm-hmm. Ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask the questions because you probably will receive, be received with love and get and get those answers that you're looking for. Um, I'm also, you're a constant student yeah. in this industry. You never are done learning. Constantly oh, get out there, train, learning. Yeah, train in all forms, you know, work on things like if you're not a strong dancer, get out to those classes and, uh, and just put yourself in the situation. Um, Even if you are a strong dancer, go to class. 100%. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it doesn't matter if you're strong. Like, I, I'm, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Just keep keep learning. You never know everything. I think as well, though, just uh, sorry to interrupt yeah, you, no, but I think we say, like, go to class, but we forget that there is class outside of dance class. Yes. Like, oh, there's, I mean, you know, there's an acting classes, vocal class. classes. Improv, yeah, 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 yeah. There's so many cool things that, and we always talk about making sure you go to Metro Movement and do all of those things. Do do that, but also work on all the other skills as well. Make sure you're going to your vocal. Yes. Anyway, yeah, back and, to you. So. And, and, yo, <laughs> we've got great things at uh, great improv workshops at Second City yeah, and like yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff because that helps in so many ways. Yeah, uh, like that know, everything. Yeah, yeah, choreographically. That's your yes as well. and. Yeah, yes and. Um, so yeah, you are the constant student continue and like get out there and see some shows, see shows, like get yeah. out, the, get out to the fringe, get out to the next stage, get out to the, you know, the Mervish stuff, get out to the Drayton's get out. If you, if you can get out to yeah. Sheridan and see some of those workshops, get out to Randolph and see their, their year end stuff. Uh, because you never know what you're going to be exposed to. And, yeah. um, and we also live in a great time of, of, of great experimental theater. So yeah, if you can get out there, like that's training, right? Uh, go and see, yeah. go and see films you know, uh, and, and use that as, as a time, like really pay attention to what's happening moment to moment and, uh, and that kind of thing. But yeah, constantly, you're a constant student. Yeah. Yeah. Constant student. Cool. Thinking. Yeah. 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 And also it is like, yes, of like, you know, obviously we have a podcast so and so we get the experience of like sitting down and talking with people. But I like, I do think because we have this format, I learn so much from sitting with different people week to week and asking them yeah. about their experiences. But we're living in such a wonderful technological time where there's such greater access to, yeah. um, choreographers and directors and other performers and and people who are either at your level or a step above you or a step above them and a step again above them so like use all your tools mm-hmm. and your resources mm-hmm. i don't know Hell yeah. We, yeah we do live in a great time of, of being able to ask those questions and, yeah. and open up directors and choreographers used to be very very scary and then now being on this side you know it's so funny because i think robin said it on your podcast but we all want you to win yeah, you it, walking into an audition room, we we want you to win. We want you to book the Jay job. Jay Sean said it too. Yes, yeah. yes, that's it. Jay Sean said it. I remember. I, I was like, I swear, I heard it on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, we want you to win. I mean, we joke around. Yeah. We say we want we want you to win. So or we want you to get the job so we can go to lunch. Yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. I want to go to lunch. Get the job. Just come in here and get the job. Be the person. Be the one. Yeah, love it. Love that. <laughs> okay, so we always ask the girls, yeah, like the female people that we're interviewing, if they have any advice for women, young women. Um, what about the blokes? So, do you have any advice for young guys coming up? Uh, yes. Um, you know, 
again, we live in a great time of new shows and experimental theater and stuff. Like there are great shows like West Side Story and stuff where, you know, you're playing gang members from, uh, from New York, but you also got awesome shows like Kinky Boots yeah. and uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert and stuff. So for guys, the challenge has been laid. Like you've got to be ready to adapt, you know, um, oh. Cool. You know, so really keep training in all those kinds of things. Like, I'm not going to lie, I've definitely gone down to New York and L.A. And um, and you will find me in a whacking class. And I am there in my uh-huh. gray sweatpants and a hat. And I am <laughs> I'm learning how to whack. And I'm asking the questions. And it's probably not the greatest thing. Like, I'm no, not, look- I'm not, I'm not looking amazing. Too. But I'm figuring out and respecting respecting it. But uh, because I want to pay respect if I'm going to throw it into uh, into a show. But there's that, guys. Like, there now our our whole deal of dance has really, really expanded, and I'm like, so yeah. get in there. Like, it's 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 becoming. Do, you, a new do world. you mean for like kinky boots and um, Priscilla and stuff like that? Like guys, then actually being able to move in heels as in well. Heels yeah. and just knowing that, yeah, yeah, finding your your comfort zone, like finding that. It's like uh, a different. It's. I mean, yeah, we're so used to West Side Story and um and like uh, old timey gangsters, mm-hmm. but like again, Kinky Boots is like and be a new kind of gangster. Exactly. Like, like it's just a different style, and yeah, the yep. men really like what you have to do is kind of you have a big broad spe- spectrum of like cool different stuff. You got to like I'll be able to throw down, and it's exactly. very exactly cool. exactly, and um, you know, it's you you see shows like bring it on and um and legally blonde and stuff and you've got girls that are doing every single form of dance in every single shoe and now that's the case for guys too that's pretty you know so for for guys you know it's time so glad you brought this up (laughs) because i'm a girl and i wouldn't have thought about like you know obviously now that you're saying it it makes sense for guys so thank you for bringing that up and talking to the fellas out there you legend (laughs) you bloody legend it's good on these loaded questions on these loaded questions you got what else you got anything else that you want to say to the people any any important little nuggets of wisdom uh yeah (laughs) At, at, at the at the end of the day we're we're doing we're doing a play uh so play have fun remember that this is fun play 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 it is yeah. fun it's so much fun. like yes yes it is it is a job and it deserves that respect please 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 but also remember like like we said people love being accountants they have fun being accountants uh, i assume i hope and uh <laughs> hashtag accountants um, hashtag I hope my account does. <laughs> but um it's it's still a play so be willing to play yeah yeah to which we say <gasps> bitches are lit titties out turkey's done <laughs> seven dicks love you guys so much thank you so much for having me guys i saw some beautiful friends last night who told me that we had to patent the phrase what a legend we freaking loved that. And our mate Stefan Dixon right here is a fucking legend. That's some dope ass advice and truth bombs from Stefan today with his yes and attitude. Boom, baby. We love chatting to this awesome human and we are so proud of everything he's doing. We love you, Stefan. If you want to follow his journey as well, you can find him on Instagram at stefand 7 or you can check out his next show, which is choreographing, which is King Arthur at the Capitol Theatre Port Hope. 
You can find us on Insta at Tits and Teeth Podcast or you can check out our website at titsandteethpodcast.com or follow us on Twitter, which frankly we're still learning about, but we're getting there. And we are at Teeth Tits. If you haven't subscribed already, do that now. And if you feel so inclined, give us a rate and review as well. We always feel all the love that you guys send our way and we are so grateful because you guys... A fucking legends. That's right, I said it, you fucking legends. Whatever you face today, keep your tits up and your teeth out and have a great bloody day. We love you.